You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about the Salem Witch Trials. As always, our references are in the episode description. So we're kicking off uh, our second week of October with another spooky topic, witch trials. So let's get into a small paragraph here on a little background to get you familiar with what the Salem witch trials were all about. In 1692, the small Puritan village of Salem, Massachusetts, was plagued by a sudden and brief cloud of witchcraft accusations. After young girls Betty Paris and Abigail Williams exhibited severe convulsions and other strange symptoms, village doctor William Griggs diagnosed them as having been bewitched. Soon after, other townspeople began showing similar symptoms. That's when the accusations started flying. The town quickly decided that they were going to search for and execute all the witches of Salem. By the end of the trials in May 1693, 19 people had been hanged, one had been crushed by stones, and four had died in prison, all accused of being witches. Yeah, pretty freaking weird. Uh, I don't... It's just witchcraft. Like, I mean, nothing more to say. I think it's perfect for Spooktober. <laughs> yeah, in a nutshell, that's what happened. Some uh, girls had some weird weird uh, symptoms, and uh, they're like, it's witchcraft, and then they started hunting and accusing anyone who they thought was a witch and killing them. Yeah, it's literally like a movie. <laughs> Pretty crazy. One of the most famous stories, so we had to cover it. Uh, let's get into how it began. Um, in Salem Village in February 1692, Betty Paris, age 9, and her cousin Abigail Williams, age 11, the daughter and the niece, respectively, of Reverend Samuel Paris, began to have fits, described as, quote, beyond the power of epileptic fits or natural disease to affect, end quote, by John Hale, the minister of the nearby town of Beverly. The girls screamed, threw things about the room, uttered strange sounds, crawled under furniture, and contorted themselves into peculiar positions. According to the eyewitness accounts of Reverend Lawson, a former minister in Salem Village, the girls complained of being pinched and pricked with pins. A doctor historically assumed to be William Griggs could find no physical evidence of any ailment. Other young women in the village began to exhibit similar behaviors. When Lawson preached as a guest in the Salem Meeting House, uh, he was interrupted several times by the outbursts of the afflicted. The first three people accused and arrested for allegedly afflicting Betty Paris, Abigail Williams, 12-year-old Ann Putnam Jr., and Elizabeth Hubbard were Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba. Some historians believe that the accusation by Ann Putnam Jr. suggests that a family feud may have been a major cause of the witch trials. 
At the time, a vicious rivalry, rivalry was underway between the Putnam and Porter families, one which deeply polarized the people of Salem. Citizens would often have heated debates, which escalated into full-fledged fighting, based solely on their opinion of the feud. Some of the physical symptoms resembled convulsive ergot poisoning, proposed 284 years later. Sarah Good was a destitute woman accused of witchcraft because of her reputation. At her trial, she was accused of rejecting Puritan ideals of self-control and discipline when she chose to torment and, quote, scorn children instead of leading them towards the path of salvation, end quote. wonder that to me I'm getting like uh, nun vibes there. Yeah, that was a juicy one. Yeah, scorn children instead of leading them towards the path of salvation. Yeah, like pretty religious sounding. I guess she that might not fit in with Puritan, but she totally would fit in with the Catholic Church if she was raising the kids, <laughs> yeah. just beating them with rulers instead of helping them. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is that, uh, especially you getting it started with the young girls, and I have another one, like it, a, lot of, a lot of young people were supposedly like affected by this witchcraft. Interesting. I guess they're, maybe their minds are more malleable, easier to... We'll get into the theories later, but... Right. Maybe they just weren't fitting in with the norms, and the old people didn't like the young young people. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Hard, hard to know without being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue on a little more. So, Sarah Osborne rarely attended church meetings. Oh, that's it. She didn't attend church. <laughs> Obviously. She's a witch. Yeah. Yeah, I they kind of said a little bit that maybe her reputation wasn't the best either. So they're saying she was a whore. <laughs> maybe. She didn't show up to church. Yeah. Had to be it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So she was accused of witchcraft because the Puritans believed that Osborne had her own self-interest in mind following her remarriage to an indentured servant. The citizens of the town disapproved of her trying to control her son's inheritance from her previous marriage. Interesting how that would matter at all. Mm-hmm. Shows how, like, I don't Maybe know. Maybe there's some biases. Yeah, I it kind of... There's like, a lot of bias between the people and different, like, like, the magistrates pursuing these cases. They have their own biases. and. Uh, yeah, I kind of picture, like, older, stuck-up, Prude yeah. women and seeing s- some younger people doing what they don't like, and then they they just accuse them of witchcraft to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Yeah, I, it's pretty. I mean, if you're gonna box someone in, that's a pretty good one, good one to go for. Yeah, and I I wonder too. I mean, I don't really see anything directly sexist about it, but if back then, if it's just like guys didn't like a girl, they'd just be like, "She's a witch. She's a fucking witch." <laughs> I could see it. There's I probably could see it one happening. or two of those that, you know, maybe not every case, but I could see something like that. Or maybe, I don't know, women are harder on other women sometimes, so maybe it's just the stuck-up old ladies. I don't know. Combination of things, probably. Because right now, this was women accusing women mm-hmm. uh, to start off the bat. And it's also, I mean, it was uh, children accusing. It's like, 
a lot of the times like children don't really lie about this kind of stuff so i could kind of see why they want to believe it but i mean in a lot of these cases also when they go to execute someone they don't have a ton of physical evidence like if any yeah which is insane yeah like some people like in i'll get into a few of them but they were like their case happens like they testify and then like two weeks later hanged like just they were just getting these in and out quick which is basically all just hearsay there's no like i didn't i didn't see any evidence for any of them not me either i really didn't see much yeah, so the girls had some epileptic fits, and he's saying, like, oh, this is beyond epilepsy. Like, I did see one. I'll let you get into Tituba, one, uh, Tituba first. Okay, but, let me finish this yeah. paragraph, then we'll read that. Okay, so Tituba, an enslaved South American Kalina woman from the West Indies, likely became a target because of her ethnic differences from most of the other villagers. She was accused of attracting girls like Abigail Williams and Betty Paris with stories of enchantment from Malice Maleficarum. These tales about sexual encounters with demons, swaying the minds of men, and fortune-telling were said to stimulate the imaginations of girls and made Tituba, Tituba an obvious target of accusations. Each of these women was a kind of outcast and exhibited many of the character traits typical of the hashtag usual suspects (laughs) uh, for witchcraft accusations. They were acting a little sus. Yeah, they were just different. Mm -hmm. So they were suspects, obviously. Um, They were left to defend themselves. Uh, Brought before the local magistrates on the complaint of witchcraft, they were interrogated for several days, starting on March 1st, 1692, then sent to jail. One juicy thing that I found about Tituba is uh, when they they had to testify, see what's going on, Tituba claimed to have signed the devil's book with her own blood and seen the marks of Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, who were the other two suspects that the girls pointed out. She had seen those two beside her own. I don't know if that's metaphorical or Tituba was like just playing around, just getting weird with it, but I thought it was a pretty juicy quote. And uh, to close off on what happened to those three accused, uh, on June 28th, uh, Sarah Good was sentenced to death. Uh, during Sarah Osborne's stay in prison, she passed away and Tituba's case was dismissed and nothing is known to what happened to her after. I, uh, I looked up Tituba, looked on her wiki and stuff and there was like very little information about her. Yeah. So, which is kind of like a lot of the things in this. It's, I wonder why no one posted on Wikipedia back then. (laughs) Yeah. Only, (laughs) yeah, they, where are the physical copies? They, they were writing this shit down, right? Right. Uh, another case that I found that was connected to this one was, uh, Sarah Good's daughter got, uh, I guess swept into this. Her name was Dorothy. She was only four to five years, uh, old when this was going on and she got arrested for witchcraft too. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) This, she doesn't die though. At least I'll say that, uh, Dorothy was said to be deranged. That's what the magistrates were claiming and, on the article I was reading, it definitely kind of pointed to that she was probably innocent and this was bullshit, but people were super sketched out during this time. Nonetheless, she got she confessed, and she claimed to have seen her mom, Sarah Good, with Satan. 
I don't know if that's information that maybe they fed to her, or maybe she did see some weird shit that was going on with her mom. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, I, I, there is no way really to know. But uh, the confession allowed the court to detain her. Uh, she spent seven months in jail and got out, at least, but they sent a four-year-old to jail for seven months, which I thought was pretty interesting. That's insane. Yeah. It's the magistrates. Uh, I yeah. want to add total of uh, my opinion, but anyone who has the title magistrate, I just assume they're evil. Yeah, it's not the best title. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It doesn't sound. It, it's like sounds kind of official, but like kind of not at the same time. Yeah, it's like Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> they're just they're just a bad dude. Uh. I guess I'll segue to another one I found. This one is about a lady named Martha Corey. Martha was far from the normal with, uh, witch suspect. She was a supposed poor outcast and a member of the church. So like the other one who supposedly was frowned upon for not being a constant churchgoer, she was. She was considered a great member of the community. Martha later became suspicious when she tried to stop her husband from attending a witch trial, which is kind of weird. Shortly after, one of the affected girls accused Martha, so she got accused by another girl. They, The court officials lock her up, and she's just instantly a suspect. Another kind of case of not a lot of evidence, just a little bit of weird stuff around you, we're locking you up. And her husband ends up testifying against her, too, so she's real sketch. Less than two weeks after she's found guilty, she gets sentenced to death, and her husband, which testified against her, his name is Giles, he is sentenced to death as well, and he is the one guy where you said there was 19 hanged. He was the guy that got uh, crushed by the rocks. Dang. Which, that does not, that is not a fun way to go. Doesn't he sound. shouldn't have sold out his wife. <laughs> yeah, they. I guess he. They were like, "You're sketch too. You're going. You're you're dead." Uh, and she, Martha Corey, along with seven other convicted uh, witches, when she was hanged, they were the last ones hanged in the Salem witch trials. And there was a lot of other like small stories I came across, but even with this one, like there's some cool stuff to it, but there's not a lot of like information. Like, I, yeah. It happened so not long many ago. sightings, not a lot of contextual evidence. I mean, if only they had video cameras back then, if we could have seen like one of these possessed girls, but yeah, left wanting more. Yeah, I wanted to add too that uh, I think one of the contributing things was that book uh, that Tituba had, the Malleus uh, Maleficarium. Yes, you were talking about that. Yeah, that was a pretty big book back then, you know. Uh, Once they invented printing presses, the first thing they did was print books about how to spot witches. And this is That was really one of the first things? I I think so. Uh, It was was definitely a big topic, okay? So the Malleus Maleficarum uh, is a very... It's probably the most famous book on how to spot witches and just about them, how to spot them and kill them and... It's so it's just interesting. So she had the book and and just was reading about it and telling the little girls about it. They they were probably just interested in the stories about witches. Yeah. And then everyone else and then everyone else is like, they're interested in witches. They're witches. Kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, you're it. No, you're it. No, you're a witch. 
Yeah. It's it's weird, but yeah, it was definitely a hot topic of the time. Everyone was interested in witches and worried about them. Yeah, I totally imagine it. You know the meme of the three different Spider-Men pointing at each other? Yeah. That was what was going on here. Uh, you found a really cool theory of what could have caused this rather than it just being witchcraft. Maybe it was caused by something else. So this is a pretty interesting thing called St. Anthony's Fire or as we know it nowadays, ergot. So, in 1976, Dr. Linda Caporiel of the Renesler Polytechnic Institute. What a title. That sounds legit. Uh, found <laughs> evidence that supported the latter hypothesis. Capor- Caporiel? Yeah, Caporiel proposed that perhaps the brief and intense illnesses suffered by so many of the townspeople were not bewitchment, but rather ergotism, a disease commonly contracted by rye. I like how that's a word, too, ergotism. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It almost it's like erotism, but ergotism. Uh, later, other historians agreed ergotism was not only an interesting theory but also had some footing could all of the crazy happenings in salem really be explained by some rotted rye i just want to say like i really (coughs) believe this one that they were they just ate some old bread and just started tripping balls just hallucinating the devil hallucinating like yeah speaking of which i need to buy some rye bread yeah yeah (laughs) let's ferment our own ergot rye bread is that all it takes (laughs) <laughs> or, I mean, or do you have to ferment the rye first and then make bread out of it? Maybe that's the case. But is it the case of the, like you're saying, the bread just rotting or the rye being rotted before they made the bread and then it gets like super OP? I don't know. I, sounds I'll eat amazing it. amazing though. I mean, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a pretty interesting theory. Um. Let me read a little more of this article, though, and then we'll, we'll talk a little more in depth okay. on it. So, um, surprise... Uh, wait, did I read this part? No, no. No, this yeah, is you I'm left at. off okay. right there. So, Perfect. surprisingly, um, a lot of these events can be explained, with the exception of a few, which are typically attributed to groupthink and the power of suggestion. I like that a lot. I That's a good line. Yeah. So, the behavior exhibited in 1692 fits the bill of rye-induced ergotism. Ergotism forms in rye after a severe winter and a damp spring. Conditions that Caporiel and other historians claim were present in 1691 and therefore affected the rye harvested for the consumption in 1692. After the rye plant contracts ergot, a fungus grows and replaces shoots on the grain with sclerotia. Ergot sclerotia are purple-black growths that contain lysergic acid and ergotamine. sound nasty, man. Since uh, medical knowledge was sparse, the presence of darker shoots on rye was probably thought to be the product of overexposure to the sun, so it was most likely eaten despite being poisonous. 
or maybe it was eaten because they had to eat it. I was just going to say that. Like, a lot of people probably only had so much food. They couldn't just go to a Walmart and buy a new loaf of bread. Yeah, they're like, this is what we grew. Well, I don't know why it's black, but hopefully it still tastes okay. We've all pulled out a loaf of bread. Like, loaves of bread, they go bad, like, too quick. You've pulled out a a piece, and it's got a little mold on it. It's like, well, fuck. Now I got to go get another loaf, but... Who knows? Who knew that it could have been possibly psychedelic? Yeah, I don't think you your bread from Walmart can be psychedelic these days, but... I wish, man. <laughs> yeah. It's probably fake rye now. It's like flavoring. Yeah. So, okay, let's... let's let me finish this paragraph. We'll, we'll uh, extrapolate They're a little more. They're watering down our bread, folks. It's fake bread. It's making the frogs gay. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, once contracted from rye bread... Ergotism, also called Saint Saint Anthony's fire, way cooler name, um, causes severe convulsions, muscle spasms, delusions, the sensation of crawling under the skin, and extreme cases, gangrene of the extremities. It makes a lot of sense when you say the sensation of crawling under the skin. When the first group of children, they were saying they felt like they were being pinched. And pins and pricked, yeah. Yeah. And the muscle spasms, because it said they had like epileptic type fits, but worse. It adds and up, convulsions. in my opinion. Yeah, it may it it totally fits the bill, and and I could see how it probably would affect young kids more than it would affect adults. They're you know. Yeah, immune systems aren't quite as good. They're more. They haven't experienced anything like this. Right. Um, so then it says, uh, severe hallucinations can also be a symptom as lysergic acid is the substance from which the drug LSD is synthesized. So then they're tripping, which is... That's what it sounds like, man. Which to me sounds like, okay, if people are tripping, uh, what they're, the way that they're seeing people, they might see them with in some type of weird trippy way or aura about them and think that they're witches or that they're cat someone's casting witchcraft on them also if you're like a six-year-old kid and you get dosed and are not expecting anything like it's probably not going to be a good trip either so yeah it adds up to me that if, if well, I'm thinking for tri- these adults too. These the are adults too. These yeah. are yeah. yeah. These are Puritan hardcore Puritans. That too. They get dosed, have no idea they're dosed. Now they're seeing stuff. So of course they think, you know, they've got witchcraft on their mind. They're dosed. Of course they think someone cast a spell on them. It totally makes sense. Yeah, they had no idea what LSD was then. I really do subscribe to this theory. It, yeah, it has a lot of weight to it. So uh, let me finish this article now. Um, These symptoms were the same as those shown by the accused in Salem, mostly young girls whose immune systems had not fully developed, leaving them susceptible to disease such as ergotism. That's what we just said. Uh, The village doctor being religious and, so the theory goes, unaware of ergotism as a disease, attributed the strange symptoms to a known evil, witchcraft. He claimed that the girls had fallen victim to the evils of witchcraft, and the girls went along with it. The rest of the townsfolk fell victim to suggestibility, and thus the trials commenced with accusations of witchcraft being targeted at the outcast of society by those who were afflicted. According to this theory, the abrupt end of the witch trials in May 1693 happened quite simply 
because Salem ran out of ergot-contaminated grain. Drop the mic, man. That makes so much sense. It definitely... I I feel like I totally believe that theory. Yeah, it, it adds up 100%. And that by... It, it ran out next year when they were using bread off of the next harvest... So that fits it was the time, pretty, too. Yeah, it was a pretty sudden end. Like, there was a lot of executions in a short amount of time, and then it was just uh-huh. kind of over. I would say the only thing I'm surprised at is that more they did not uh, blame people, uh, blame more of it on demons, and people being, like, demon-possessed. Especially with it seeming like a religious town. It got brought up a little bit, but it didn't seem like... A big topic. Yeah, it seemed like witchcraft was the go-to, but I I want to say, I bring back to that book and the books of the time um, that it was it was a hotter topic. Everyone was was uh, it was on their minds more. Everyone was on the lookout for witches. And that's where a quote earlier in the article you just read, where they said it was a lot of groupthink. I think that was a big. You know, people getting together and, you know, someone says one thing and he believes him and then it gets in no time. We work on construction jobs, something, one thing goes around and it is around and everyone believes it. Yeah, everyone goes with the rumors. Yeah, exactly. Oh, definitely. Especially in a church, too. These are Puritan Smaller town, too. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Um, Shit probably one rumor starts and two days later everyone fucking knows yeah and to me the the article kind of says more that the on the ergotism affecting the young girls but i would assume it's affecting everyone so it's probably hitting the young girls way harder and that's why they're they're like having all these convulsions and these much more violent outbreaks but i would assume the adults too they might just be getting some mild trips yeah. And then that would just exacerbate what they're seeing in the young girls. And just, it would just all kind of snow, you know, snowball, s- snowball on top of each other, you know? I, I, like I said before, I 100% subscribe to this theory. This makes the most sense. I found one other theory that was kind of cool. Yeah. There's a controversial theory that the girls affected suffered from an outbreak of a disease called encephalitis lethargica. It kind of has some effects like how the ergot can have. The symptoms include fever, headaches, double vision, abnormal eye movements, behavioral changes, and tremors. So there could be a connection made, but I do not subscribe to this one near as much as I do the ergot bread. Yeah. Especially with it stopping so suddenly. You'd think a sickness would go on longer and affect more people, but... They murdered everyone that had it. Yeah. <laughs> they just all masked, cleaned it out. It's it's how we need to take care of COVID. Kill everyone. Infected. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. That's a joke. But um, Yeah, it's insane, though. It's insane how they see those kids seizuring, and then they just murdered 19 people, basically. Hanged uh, 19 people. One guy got crushed by rocks. And then a couple died in prison. Yeah, a couple died in prison. They never even got to face their full trial. So we I killed 20-something people. I would assume that those prison conditions were not good. 
Oh, there's no there's way. There's no way those prison conditions were any good at all. There's no way in the small town of Salem, Massachusetts, with the magistrate overruling yeah. you, that you had an awesome prison. No, there was not good. The food, the... They were probably feeding them the most moldy rye bread. Do you just keep... <laughs> Yeah, that's how they got you convicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still keep acting crazy. And you oh, yeah, why. then you'd go insane in there. Dude. And then they're like, see? Yeah. I told you. That's your theory that you just came up with was that the magistrates knew the ergot bread and didn't do anything right. about it. The magistrates were obviously eating much better food, so it didn't affect them. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, you got anything else to add to this one, no, Jake? I think I got what I came here to do. It was... This is a fun one. Uh, there's definitely no doubting that people, many people were killed, but on what legitimate, like, was any of this really legit? I'm I, saying no. I don't think so either. It's a hard no for me. I'm going with a hard no. I'm definitely a strong no. Yeah. And I'm, I 100% subscribe to the ergot theory. They're looking at the different theories on what this is like what it actually was the ergot one is the strongest one by far that's the one that i would definitely put my money oh, we're into. forgetting one um real witchcraft real witchcraft is the other strong yeah theory. yeah we didn't really t- i just don't see it it was voldemort it's obvious now <laughs> it was voldemort he was using time. the dark side of the force the dark vader and voldemort <laughs> the, the most op two bosses yeah yep I, I think know, they man. were just tripping balls. Makes the up, most sense. Straight up. They were seeing demons and and they're yeah. It's already religious it, it's a religious town. They see a demon or a shattered something they don't something that looks bad and oh my god, it's the devil. Pretty much. That's what I see. So yeah, I think we covered this one pretty good. Uh good second episode for our uh Halloween themed October episode. Spooktober. Spooktober. Going hard. Um so yeah, uh, check out our merch page, and uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Uh, this is Red. This is Jake. Later.